Good morning. Are we, uh, are we going? All right. You put it on YouTube. So I tried to download it off YouTube. Instead, I downloaded a virus to my computer. And then I couldn't come to show for two weeks. So I put a mask on my computer all good. Okay, good morning. Marco Bacoris are found on the Bima. Today, we are going to discuss electric menorahs. It's an interesting topic. I think partially because it's one of those topics where the modern world seems to have invented something that should usurp to some extent what was always done, and yet we don't do it. We don't utilize the, the electric menorah. I'll wait one more minute. I jumped the gun there. Offsides. Right? You'd assume the idea of the menorah is you're, you're lighting something in order to let the world know, pursuing Nisa, that a, a nace happened, and yet once you're no longer using olive oil, so Lachora, anything you're doing that makes it look like you have a candelabra uh, lit should work. And why not use a light bulb? Especially us New Jerseyans who like light bulbs because it was invented here. So it's interesting to go through the sources to find what exactly are the objections to a, an electric menorah, why do you not use it, and what happens if you find yourself in a place where you cannot access a real menorah, or you're in a, a hotel, a plane, a hospital, where you're not able to light with a candle. The first source is this beautiful chart I found online. I think it came from homedepot.com. You may know better more about light bulbs than myself, but if you decided to ever compare and you wanted to put into your house one of these four options for lighting, so you could take this home and store it, and you'll know. But essentially, there are three or four major, four different ways to light your house. One is candlelight, not recommended. One is the incandescent light bulb that we're all familiar with. What's unique about the incandescent light bulb is that there's a wire filament that gets heated up till it's red hot. And that's going to be very crucial because if you look in the, the second source, the Rambam, the Rambam says, On Shabbos, if you take a piece of metal and you heat it till it gets red hot, that is considered havaro, as in lighting a fire. Don't just think of lighting a fire in the classical sense of the fire when you strike a match, but also a piece of metal that's red hot is equivalent to lighting a fire. Therefore, an incandescent light bulb essentially although it may be encased in glass, and it may be a red-hot filament, essentially it's no different, seemingly, than a candlelight. Yes? Yeah. And the, when these things first came out, there was a big discussion, can you use them for Nehru Shabbos, can you use them for Havdalah, or perhaps you could use them on Shabbos because they're not really lighting a fire. And there were some posts, I believe of Chaim Moser among them, who Dafka specifically used a light bulb for Havdalah, because he wanted to show everyone, don't think this is just some random device that lights up, but it's actually a fire. And you cannot turn it on and off on Shabbos. The next is the CFL. The CFL is basically a fancy um, uh, halogen light. Um, the, how exactly it works, you've got to go Wikipedia, and maybe you'll understand better than myself. And then the LED also, it's, it's LED is also, you know, again, you can go Wikipedia. I put down there, I don't totally understand it, but the difference between the, uh, the latter two and the first one is there is no red-hot filament, but rather it's using some sort of chemicals and gases in order to produce light. Good? Did I get it all right? Are you the engineer here? You, you can, you, you, next time I'll have you explain it. It's fine. It. Go on. Yeah. What you can explain. What are you saying? What about gasoline? Oh, what, 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 you want to explain it to us? The difference? What, what a lightweight diode is? Yeah, like, why not? Oh, 
mean, yeah, if you take like material like and you pass uh, a card through them and you excite the electrons, like they raise to another power level, and when they decrease, they emit energy, right? Because you know they conservation of energy. And so as a, a as a byproduct, they send out like you know, light. Light. Yeah, so that's how that works. And, and similarly with the gas, like so you have like these fluorescents and they get excited and when they get unexcited they emit light. Got it. Okay, fine. So I was hoping someone's an engineer. I, I couldn't remember if you're an engineer because I knew you did computers. I want to tell the person who paid for that engineering degree. But, um, okay, but the point is, what do you, what do you say? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, exactly. Essentially, the difference between the two is going to be the three are one has this red hot strip this, of, of the, this, this filament, and, and the other two do not. And Daniel will explain why I still do not understand. I'm sorry. But uh, enough to understand what was going on. Okay, fine. So that being the case, we are only now going to discuss the, the uh, incandescent light bulb because that's most similar to a, to a uh, candle. Can you or can you not use it for your Hanukkah? On Hanukkah. Says the, this is the question that the Chavadas, the, um, the Ravadi Yosef, was asked. If you remember Ravadi Yosef and Chavadas, we discussed, these were actually radio addresses. Someone would ask him a question, he'd just answer on the spot, and they'd write it up afterwards, and you could see the man knew a lot of Torah. Because he did his all by heart. So look at source number one, question one. Two questions. Really one following the other. Can you use an electric light? And two is in the basic Knesset, seemingly there may be some sort of different chiyav, maybe, maybe not, and can you use one there? Turn the page. Tshuva. There's a rule that when you light the Shabbos candles, you can only use lights which produce, a, uh, only use material which produce a nice light. However, on Hanukkah, we don't have the same requirement, and therefore there are certain things that are allowed on Hanukkah, not allowed on Shabbos. As the Rambam says, "Call Shmenu Upsilim Gesherim Leir Chanukah Avla Pisha Ena Shmenu Nimshachim Achar Upsilu Ve'Ena Ar Nisala Yaf Bofen Ozn Upsilu." Hey Pasuk Ator B'Shulchan Aruch Ulechora Nira says the Ravad Yosef, "Shehu Adin Sheyotzi Midechavos V'Chanukah Chashmalit." Once we waive the requirement and say there's no requirement for a specific type of psila, specific type of wick, and a specific sort of oil, the way there is by Shabbos, so the Chora anything should go, and you should use a Chanukah Chashmalit as well. It's even a nicer light. It's brighter. It could be whiter. It lasts longer. Right? We all like hitter mitzvah. What's better than, a, than having an electric light in the window? It, it's going to last longer. It's brighter. You go to Home Depot now, you can get four different types of light bulbs. Somehow, every time I go, I know there's the, there's the daylight, there's sunlight, there's dark room, and I always end up with different ones. My house looks like a little bit like a, like a merry-go-round. I don't know. But you can get those. In fact, Paskins, one can use an electric light on Shabbos, I believe. I looked it up once. He even goes so far as to say, not Shabbos on Hanukkah, you should use one. Because it's Mari Yafet. It looks nicer. Hit their mitzvah. However, here's the first objection. This comes from Yitzhak Shmelkis. Yitzhak Shmelkis in the base. Yitzhak, one of the preeminent postkim in Europe. 
Why not? Right? You'd say it's, it's brighter, it looks nicer. In fact, the Gemara Java says you can use any light for the Hanukkah. But what's considered a light? So before he begins there, he goes, No. What's the, the, the mitzvah in a mukha, the ultimate and best way to fulfill the obligation of Hanukkah is with Shem and Zayis, the way it was in the temple. If that's true, how can you use an electric light? Good? We like that? Any questions? Yes? Some people use candles, that's not oil, so it would seem that elect, with, with just that, it would seem that an electric light would be better than a candle. Exactly. Exactly. You're saying that we all use candles. And although there is a, there is a Maharami Prague that says it's usher to use wax, and in some records he made a cheirim on those who use wax, he banned we're using wax, we're using wax. So once we're using wax, the we should really be using anything and use the Hitter Mitzvah, the nicest light. Did you, you though, argue that the Hitter Mitzvah is the uh, oil? That's for sure. No, no, that, that is so then you can argue that, that, okay, so electric light would be permissible, but the oil would still be preferred. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The problem is Yitzhak Shmelka's objection, why it's usser to use uh, electric light is because you're not using the Hidra Mitzvah of gas. Oh, excuse me, of oil. But the problem is, okay. we, we do it's a Hidra. Exactly. Which he's going to bring up. But before that, there's a second objection. And this is going to be a, 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 a different. Okay. Oh, because you use uh, light bulbs, you use electric lights all year. Look up right now. We have electric lights. There's no parsimonisa. A person walks by the house and sees a, a electric light on. Oh, my, maybe it's the bathroom light he left on. Maybe it's the closet light left on. Maybe it's a menorah. There's no parsimonisa. No one's walking by and go, oh, Hanukkah, remembering how we were saved, and there was one little flask of oil, and we learned this week you didn't really need it, but like we have it, etc. No one's saying that. There's no parsimonisa because everyone's using electric lights. Every car has a light bulb on it. Became as a cause of our Ramash, Yizarish Lloyd Lad and Neris Hanukkah, Makushad Lik and Neris Tamid, as Ezra Ma points out, you don't light, don't put your Hanukkah candles next to your Shabbos candles, for instance, because it all looks the same. Give me one second. Shows Lloyd Hecker, Klaus, Oso, Shemitz, with Neris Hanukkah. And therefore, one cannot make the bracha on the gas and Hashmali. Yes? Saying yeshiva, you're saying that you can say better. Also, well, I think that's a stronger kind. I mean, it, it's playing off what Eitan and what's your name? Scott. And Scott are saying, and that is, and that is, 
300 years ago, everyone was using olive oil. So, like, the whole, yeah. Well, hey, July, it's not trying to be there. So if you see the lights, you're not going to think it's Hanukkah. I think it's for the, the fireworks on the 4th of July. That's not Hanukkah. All right. So let's see what Revadi responds to Yitzhak Shmelkis, who again was a major, major posig. Ulam ain't devarim muhrachim. What does that mean? Ain't devarim muhrachim. These these words are not. They don't. They don't go here. Sha'af al pisha shem and zayis mitzvah min muhar. First, right. The first time it was the mitzvah min muhar. The hinder mitzvah. You use olive oil. Why would you go and now resort to using uh, using Electric lights. What was the source? All lights are kosher for Ner Hanukkah. So Enachanami, many times in life, just the mitzvah minimum, of course, is Lichat Chila, and this is even different. It's not even Lichat Chila and Bidiyevit, it's Lichat Chila and Hidr. So you're going to tell me, oh, we're going to make a halacha prohibiting using electric lights, a light bulb, because there's a Hidr mitzvah to use in their Shemin Zayas? doesn't make any sense. Even despite what we said this week in the drasha about how Hanukkah is about being aspirational and ambitious in our spiritual lives, but still, we're not going to ask for something. So he says, and then he says, Vav gas Certainly, gas and electric should be one of the many ways in which you can create light. Good. He quotes a very similar idea from Gmar Arius. Again, just because you can't fulfill something in the optimal way doesn't mean we don't fulfill it. Knocks down the first objection. Second, his second response is as follows. The Gama Tamashani, this is essentially maybe Yar you know, snuck into his study and wrote this. Ain Mukhraklah. Shari Bizman Abusenu Abus Abus Abusenu. Shekol Tashmishum Ar Nera Shemin. Our fathers and grandfathers, everything they did was by the candle light. And they also fulfilled the obligation of Hanukkah with olive oil. Essentially, got his point. They were lighting their candles so they could read, and they were lighting their Hanukkah candle. If you're going to tell me I can't use a, can- I, a light bulb because I have other light bulbs in my house, well, what did they do 200 years ago? You can't use a uh, candle because they had other candles in the house? It doesn't, it doesn't work, says the Chacham and therefore, he essentially says, with all due respect to Vitzik Shmelkes, I don't agree with your logic. And based off that, it should be permissible to use electric lights. However, 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 not so fast. Question? No, no, no. All right, just, just stretch it. All right. My, my watch tells me sometimes I got to get up every long time. Okay. Ulam. Emes nisna le'amir. He raises a third objection, right? We had two objections from the Yitzhak Shmelkas, the Beis Yitzhak. We had the, resp- to do the response of Chacham Avadia, and now Chacham Avadia raises his own. This is in source six. I have the correct reason, the correct reason why one should not use an electric light. And it's as follows. In a Hanukkah, Electric light, there's no wick, there's no oil. Says as follows. What are we doing in Hanukkah? What are we commemorating? The nays that took place in the temple, the miracle in the temple, where there was a menorah that was lit, 
that lasted for eight days. So if we're going to memorialize that, we have to use a menorah that's very similar. It has to have a wick. It has to have oil or some sort of, um, something similar to oil, like, shem, like, like a wax, that essentially mimics what took place in the temple. Maybe you could argue that would be essentially saying, oh, on, on, on Pesach, I'm going to eat, I don't know, I'll eat bread because they walked out with matzah. doesn't work. We have to memorialize things the way in which it took place. Yes? That, that's the only way we're going to memorialize it? I mean, they use specific types of wicks that we know of, so we all got to use those wicks. Um, they use specific grades of olive oil. So here's the grades. question. They had six. We have, they had seven, rather. We had eight. I think, the, I think the, question, the question, and I think I've asked this often enough in almost every year, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line and say this is no longer a menorah? And where can you say, no, we all know this is a menorah just like it was in the temple. It's just, okay, we're not going to build the exact same way. In fact, there may be a prohibition to build it the exact same way. Where do you draw the line? Do you see saying that now we're mimicking it and now we've already diluted it so much that it's no longer a menorah? So fine, so I'll use electric, but I'll only have six branches on mine, uh, seven branches on mine, and now it'll be... It'll be in a different way, more like the one in the Beit HaMikdash. So that clearly, Boskim didn't think that was enough. The is saying you have to have a menorah. What is the definition of menorah? It has, and elsewhere I believe he says, a base keyball, a place to, to hold a wick. It has to have a wick, and it has to have some sort of shemin of some sort of something that, that actually gets lit. That's there, and it, and it can run, also it can run out. That, you know, those, all those sort of things. And that's a menorah. Just because something looks like a menorah doesn't make it a menorah because there's no wick. There's no, you know, it's you unplug it. The second you unplug it, it goes out. There's no base keyboard, well, perhaps. Say, you could say there's a wick because the filament actually does burn out. So you, I was thinking that also, but then you can. Yeah, I was thinking that also. So, but you, there's no argument against the oil, though. There's no argument about the oil, right? Let's just finish this piece. We can um, fine. If you engage la'as, 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 yeah, but that, that's that. I don't know. Be ma'akif. I don't know if that'd be ma'akif. I don't know if that, that would be the so that I define it. But I think what we are going to say is where how far. Chavad is basically saying is how far do you go before you say this is no longer a menorah? Okay, so it has eight branches, but it, you're not lighting it. Maybe okay, you can't light it. Maybe that's the idea. There's no seal. You can't light it. There's no place to hold the wick. I think there's, there's, I think there's merit to that. You don't like it? We'll, we'll see some other ideas. Turn the page. Before we turn the page, he just addressed one question. We can say it's outside, and that's as follows. If you say, if you say, the idea is mimicking the base of Megdash, and it needs to have a base keyboard and all that, what do you do about the public lightings that take place in the city, the center of the city, or electric lights? So if you see on top of a picture of a man standing on top of the base of in Karen Biyabna. So I, le- I look in Karen Biyabna, I spent a lot of time looking at that menorah or walking beneath it. Is there any merit to doing that if it's not, again, a public menorah that has no, that has no psila, it's electric light? So he basically says um, that, you know, there is a Pesubi Nisa, but it's not in mitzvah, and therefore, after you light your menorah, you can go on to the top of your shul and do your electric menorah. But in and of itself, it's not an actual real kiyum. No, no bracha. No bracha. And he concludes as well, you do not make a bracha so much so. So much so that if you were to, let's say, be somewhere, and you're like, you know what, you're stuck, you're in a hospital, and you light an electric menorah, and you don't make a bracha, when you were to come out and you get a real menorah, you light with a bracha. That's really, I mean, you could have made the argument, it's a suffix, maybe you are, maybe you're not, 
So now that maybe you've suffered Yotze, you discharge your obligations, so you shouldn't light with him a bracha afterwards. He said, no, you've done pretty much nothing. Next source is Rav Kook. We're on the uh, last page. Rav Kook, he basically says, he makes the argument, how are we doing time-wise? Rav Kook basically makes the argument, and he says as follows. This, this new invention of, of gas and electric in our days, even though it's brighter, it's brighter, it's a nicer flame. This is an interesting time. This is more technical. I, I, I'm wondering if some people in this room, I don't know if they're, I, when I saw it, I was wondering if they're going to like it or they're not going to like it. And essentially, it's follows. Chazal made the takana when they made the, when they made this takana. They didn't have electric lights back then, so they didn't just didn't include that in the takana of what's considered a, a, a nair for Hanukkah. They said, "What well, we have in front of us, this is a nair. Barring that, we're not you know just because you came come up with a new way to light things two thousand years later, that's just not what the mitzvah of Hanukkah was established on. So it's kind of like it's out for a technical reason. It's out because it just wasn't part of the original takana." So like a driver. No. No. First of all, this is in the positive way. In the positive way, that the what? How do you fulfill your obligation on on Hanukkah? What's considered a light? Chazal was sitting there. They're like, okay, that's a light. That's a light. That's a light. Even though even though on Shabbos it's not considered the optimal optimal way for lighting. I mean, they're not saying it's not a fire. They're just saying it's not considered a light that you're, you you get the um, the mitzvah of Neres Hanukkah. 2,000 years later, we come up with a new way to make a light. A cook saying, well, they just didn't say that's also a way to do it. Why can't you use a lemon for, 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 for I mean, it's a bad example, but in a way you can think it's analogous. But why, and why can you not use it? Because the Torah says that's not pre Right, but the Torah says that that's not pre it already existed. Okay. Saying, oh, they didn't have a rough footage to know that one day this new technology was going to exist, so they didn't usher the new technology. No, no, it's the opposite. It's not that they never wrote Kodesh. They did, no, it's, they, precisely, they, it's precisely they the opposite point. Option. It's precisely the opposite point. They said, we are being Koveya right now. The two or three or four things that you can do to fill your mitzvah with, everything else is out. But they didn't do that. Well, that's where Rav Kook saying they did do that. Rav Kook saying they did do that. They sat down and said, this is how you do it. And after that, maybe you can make the same argument with, as well with Megillah. Because I'll decide right in Megillah, they say we're patterning it after, almost like a Sefer Torah, a couple other... Differences with seer to whatnot. Ah, but now we have a printing press. So now we have a, we have a printer. So maybe a Megillah should be done on a printer. No, Chazal said it has to be done like any garrison. This is the way it's done. And that's the, and we're used to that all the time. Chazal make takanas, and th- some things are in, some things are out for whatever reason it may be. It's not about. I'm not even going on the Ruch Kodesh. They knew one day there'd be um, a, a, a light. It's not about that. They just decided these are the couple of things that work. Everything else doesn't work. That argument, the problem is that they decided what works for the mitzvah doesn't based on what existed, what they knew existed. Okay. Had they known about electric levels, they may have said yes, and therefore they didn't. Ex- that's, 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 not an, that's not an argument or a way of a line of reasoning that we can go down. They didn't think of it as bad. And had the Torah no, like we, we're not going to go down. They didn't think of it as a bad argument. And also, we don't know the reasons for Chazal. We don't know the reasons for Chazal. Maybe they would have asked it for three other reasons. The rules have parameters. When a new thing exists, it should be in or out based on the parameters of the... And, and, and your cook saying it is. It's out because they decided what, what, what Yod's saying. Okay. 
What do you think about this, Daniel? Either way. <laughs> I, I like, I, yeah, it, it seems something tr like this is a low effort kind of situation, so it's kind of like not worth picking your battles here. It's not like second day Yomto. It's like, okay, oil's pretty available, you're light with a wick, like fine. You know, you move on with your life. It's not like the stakes are pretty low. I think Rev Cooks, I'm not, uh, Rev Avadji Yosef's answer is the best because, you know, the miracle was based on Shemin, so we should continue with Shemin. His argument about the wicks, though, I disagree with, because you do have a wick, it's the filament, and you do have a wick holder, what holds the filament. And, and, and you light it by turning the switch. So it happens but, to be... But I agree with the oil. It happens to be... And a technical, you know, once you start getting into it, one can make an argument that the filament's just fire with no wick. No, but it, but it burns out. But it's a fire without wick, whereas a wick is fire on a wick. But that's, that's getting technical. Never. But the problem is that the... It's a fair point, especially so with, yeah. which which is further proven by the by the modern postkin that say that say that an incandescent light is completely permissible and even and even required and even and yeah. even uh, required for Havdala, as you, as you mentioned earlier. Right. So if so if so if the the Gemara then goes on to say, well, all those things that are that are not permitted permitted on Shabbos are now permitted for Ner Hanukkah, that doesn't invalidate anything else. It's a specific set that was already set down in, earlier in Shabbos. It's not don't use anything else or use it or just use these things. The, Correct. Just it's a very fair point. Because Rav Cook is, is not saying this is not. Ravadi is saying, oh, this is not really a light. You can argue it's not, it doesn't pattern the base of Mikdash. Rav Cook is admitting, oh, this is a Namisha light. It's just it, the Chazal never goes around it because it didn't exist. So it's a very fair point. Once, exactly. Once you, once you admit it's a light, then you kind of run into the category. Once it's a light, so it's in, well, in that category. So it's not a lot of Shabbos. Yeah. So the question well, is, what does the coming say? Did they actually say don't use anything? We don't know. Else? So, yeah. so, so, so I think like with other things like sukkah, you have schach, and you're like, okay, schach has like what is schach, right? And it goes through like what it is. It's like the karka, like you know, tour, like it has all these like parameters. As you're saying here, like there was nothing like specified in that like what it is. So you can debate what is light or you know like the menorah, but it seems to be like you know they didn't set up these rules and you need to fit in these rules. They said do a thing and you have to do the thing. And that, that's why I think Rob Cook is kind of making that distinction. It's like, they said do a thing, do the thing as they said to do it. Not like, here are rules and do something that is valid in that rule set. I mean, we have the Memelikin, right? We say it every week, or we should say it every week. Correct. So if, if we went into that, we but could... That's something, look, but well, that's, that's something totally different. Like, Nero's Conic is not... Well, that we compare the two. And then we kind of say Nero's Conic. Yeah, they're not. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Charles, you have something to say? So I want to go back to what we talked about the first year. Do you remember the first year we talked about 
the what if a printing press gives kedusha, gives sanctity to a, to the written word that you put down. And we concluded with the, the Maratzchias, who essentially said, history is unfolding. The way the the, the the you know there's almost an evolution to the way in which things progress. And each generation, it's up to the Chazal and the Chum of that generation to basically relook at the new inventions and how they interact with our tradition. And yes, we do incorporate what is new into the tradition. So I hear your point, but again, it's still in a funny place. But let's just let's move on, just because we're getting close to the end. So basically, that, that is his his taina. Um, fine. And he has okay, fine. Lastly, so that was those were we saw. Chazal says no. Rav Cook says no. Comes the Halicha Shlomo, which is a work written based on Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, and he says as follows: This is just a halachic work. One, when it's clearly apparent, L'shem Ner Chanukah, which Eitan will say very well. You look in the window, you see it eight, no, eight, 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 eight figure stick candelabra with lights. There are those. There are. One can clear, one can say, perhaps one can be yotze in a mitzvah with this. Is, with this. If you are stuck, you are somewhere where there is no option. You were on a plane, you have no one in your house to light for you. You were in a hospital, or perhaps a hotel. You can light and make a bracha on it. And make a bracha on it. As long as it will stay lit for a half hour, meaning if it's a, a candle that has a, it's battery operated, the battery will not last half hour, you cannot use it. But if Shlomo Zalman says, if you are stuck and you have an incandescent light, then you can, make, you can light it with a bracha. And he goes on at length to explain why, which we're not going to get into. I think Psach should be based off the Hamavadya and of Cook that we can take the Halicha Shlomo, of Shlomo Zalman, and we can light, but it's probably best not to light with a bracha, light without a bracha. Best to light without a bracha because there are there's so many posts who say it's a problem. And Willard said, just don't light altogether. Why are you lighting? It's just what, that's what the conservatives do. I don't know why you even get into it. But Psach I think based on everything we see, Rechamavadi says, don't do it. Ravitzuk Shmelka says, don't do it. Rav Cook says, don't do it. Rav Shlomo Zalman says, you're stuck. You could do it with a bracha. I think better to do it. Well, don't use it with a bracha. Yeah, I, I just wanted to clarify did, with Rav Cook. Do the Chachamim say do it this way and don't do it any other way? No. Okay, so I don't like Rav Cook. <laughs> no, I mean it's not that I don't like him. A lot of our neighbors here don't. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. 